Hey guys, it's Jessica. Thank you for tuning in. If you're checking me out on YouTube, Love of the Cross, or maybe you're checking me out on my podcast, The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast, I want to welcome you. If, you. if this is your first time, if not, thank you for coming back. Let's jump right into it. Someone asked, can you do something on dating? Can you speak about dating? And honestly, I have not spoken about dating because I don't have much experience in this area after God delivered me from homosexuality, but I can share with you my, some of my experiences. I think other things I'm going to wait before I share, uh, that stuff with you guys. Okay. Um, cross your fingers. Okay. So when we talk about dating, uh, First, I'm going to talk about my bad experience. So God delivered me from homosexuality in 2011, right? And then I met someone who was an awesome friend, became my best friend. And over time, uh, he approached me about taking our friendship to the next level, right? And what I did was I freaked out, okay? I totally just freaked out. Why? Because I was taking things 12 steps ahead in my brain, right? Come on. Like do any of you guys know what I'm talking about? A guy says, Hey, I think that, you know, um, I'm, I'm feeling you. And I feel like God is saying, you know, uh, that, that we should pursue this. Can you pray about that? In my brain, I go, Oh my gosh, he wants to get married and have babies. I'm scared. I don't know if this will work out. What if, what if I fall out of love with him? What if I don't like being intimate with him? What if I regret all of this and go backwards? Okay, come on. I'm just being honest, right? So I took it 12 steps ahead in my brain. And what did I end up doing because of that? Because of that, I totally pushed him away straight up. I ran the opposite direction, never spoke to him after that. I feel so bad about that. Okay. So what I did was I kind of just had to sit and take a moment and say, Jessica, what happened? Right? Because I've never acted in that manner. I've never freaked out in that manner, but it was just so overwhelming. And so what I did was I sought a counselor. I sought a counselor and I didn't want to speak to just any counselor. I really wanted to speak with someone who understood this type of struggle, who understood what it was like to live a lifestyle of homosexuality, to, to, to truly feel as though that you were born this way and, and is now pursuing a dating relationship saying, okay, yeah, God, I do want to get married. I do want to have kids. And so I found this counselor. Um, he was out of state and he used to be gay. He's married and he has kids now. And so I set up a, a, a counseling session over the phone and it was so simple yet absolutely phenomenal. Right. He basically just told me I need to chill, right? Easier said than done, but that's pretty much what it was, right? And so he just told me, Jessica, take it one day at a time. Don't take it 12 steps ahead of what it is, right? And so I took a breath and I said, okay, got it. I'll do that. I also told God, I said, God, what I'm asking from you is for you to make me, turn me into the woman that you've created me to be. I want to be 
that woman worth marrying, right? I want to be whole. I want to be uh, complete in you, lacking nothing, right? All of these all of these habits that I had before, all of these insecurities, all this stuff, not just the homosexuality, but there's so much more to it uh, when it comes down to my issues, just being a godly woman, things that I needed to work on. I'm like, God, please do it because I don't want to waste time. I don't want to jump into a relationship too early. Some of us get into a relationship when God hasn't even scratched the surface of transforming us renewing our mind, changing our mindset, changing our theology, our understanding, shaping our, reshaping our heart, right? And so I see a lot of people that just jump into relationships and it falls apart. And so often people go, I knew it. I knew it wasn't going to work. See? And that's not it. The fact of the matter is that we did not allow God to be the Lord and Savior of our life, to be number one, to say, God, I want you more than I want anything else, even a relationship. I need for you to be able to fulfill every void on the inside of me. Whatever happens after that happens after that. You know the desires of my heart. You know what I want. But until then, whether you give it to me or not, you're number one. Help me to be content with just you. And I think a lot of us really need to work on getting to that place above anything. Okay. And so if I would give a piece of advice, the first thing would be don't overthink the initial conversation. Don't overthink the just getting to know someone. If someone says, Hey, you want to go out for coffee or Hey, you want to go out to the movies? Don't freak out by taking it 12 steps ahead in your brain. I think that so many times we just let our past um, concerns that we have had stress us out. So if before we noticed or realized that, okay, we were gay, if before then we tried to be straight, okay, like most of us do, we go out and we get a boyfriend, um, we try dating, maybe we even just jump into sex, maybe, maybe that'll fix us, right? And we see how these things don't work, how we aren't feeling it, and then we're like, okay, I'm gay, right? And we go about our business. If we take that same mentality into God-centered relationships, it will fall apart. So if we hang out with with someone, right? Yes, you need to be physically attracted to them. But if you hang out with someone, don't do it according to, don't get to know them according to the patterns of the world. Sometimes we jump into sex first, like, well, maybe this will work. Maybe I, uh, maybe this will be an indication that I'm heterosexual if I go ahead and have sex, right? We have to first just say, you know what? I'm going to get to know this person as a friend. We don't need to jump into relationship. We don't need to run in this thing. Getting to know someone as a friend first, getting to know their character, not just who they say they are, but getting the opportunity to spend time with them, to see how they treat their family, see how they treat their friends, see how often they go to church, see um, how much Bible they know. Are they all in for God? Are they on fire for Christ, right? We begin to realize that we are attracted to not just only the outer, but the inside of a person, attracted to their character, to the integrity, to how much they love God 
to their purpose, their calling in Christ. I think so often, I can only speak for myself, um, when we follow the ways of the world and we aren't living for Christ, at least for me, I've noticed so, like every single time, it was a sexual interest first before anything else. So the pursuit was sexual. And then all of those other feelings of, okay, you're a nice person and I like your character and your morals, that came after. And so when we do things God's, God's way, it doesn't always, you know, feel comfortable or make sense to us when we have a jacked up understanding but it brings order. It brings right order to how we're supposed to do things. So if we want the, the fruit of those good things that God has in store for us, we have to sow the seed. We have to, we have to allow God to water that bad boy. We have to do things his way. So sometimes we look at someone and we look at the outer and we go, I wonder if I could spend the rest of my life with this person day one we're thinking this because we're we're trying to play god and the holy spirit because we we basically need to know am i straight am i straight you know what i'm saying am i going to ruin this um i don't want to disappoint him like i have before but by by you know dating guys and i really wasn't even interested then i broke their heart all that stuff right and so we're taking it too fast too quickly and the only thing that's going to happen is we're going to cause everything to fail. Okay. Two, I, I, I spoke a lot. So number one was don't think, don't overthink the initial conversation Two, don't judge a person off of your past experiences. Don't judge that person that you're getting to know off of your past negative experiences. Yes. There's a proper way to do that, right? Like, you have to be wise in everything. But sometimes I think that we become so hypersensitive or hyper focused on all of um, our insecurities that we're quick to discount people. So if we're talking to someone on the phone, let's say we're talking to him on the phone and let's say on, on, on his end of the phone, you know, uh, the phone just went out, so he didn't hear you all the way. But in our mind, uh, he wasn't paying attention. Just like everyone else, they, they, they don't pay attention to you. That means they really don't care. That means that they're going to never pay attention and it's their way or the highway or, you know, they don't really care about your feelings and your needs. You're, you're taking it too far. Does that make sense? Um, I think that we need to really give people a clean slate because what the enemy does is he wants to ruin something that is good, right? That, that, that could possibly be good if this is the person that God has for you. But at the same time, we have to have our own morals and, and, and that person needs to line up with our morals, our biblical beliefs, our, um, our just, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they need to be a person of good reputation, a person of good moral character, right? Just Bible. Okay. Sometimes I think that because maybe you're a little older or whatever the case is, we just think we need to settle in some way, shape, form or fashion. And we don't have to, you know, I am 30, I'll be 35 in March 
And sometimes what crosses my mind is, well, I'll have to settle a little bit because all the good ones are taken, right? All the good ones are taken. So I'll just have to settle. And that's a lie of the enemy. We have to get to a place to where we say, I will not settle. It's not about perfection, but I want God's best for me. Or I'm fine being by myself. I'm fine living a life honoring God in my singleness. Man, that's tough for us though, right? That's tough because some of us, that is our worst nightmare, being single, being childless, growing old by yourself. But God has to be the one to fill us completely because even in a marriage, um, there will be ups and downs. Can we be okay in that? Can God still be number one, even when the, when, when, when your spouse is, is tripping or, or do you get so off kilter because you have that issue to where you need his approval, right? Or you need his love constantly. He can't ever be mad at you. He can't ever be upset because your life will be totally destroyed. God has to totally meet each and every one of our needs. Number three. Don't ruin the experience of getting to know someone by overanalyzing them. And I think that um, I spoke on that. It's a lot of critiquing things so much that you totally tear it apart. You aren't perfect. They won't be perfect. Get to know someone, right? Don't assume. Don't judge. Give grace and allow God to just take it where he wants to take it, you know, um, there's so many learning lessons when it comes to, when it comes to dating, um, God definitely is the one who confirms, okay, is this person the one, right? That is left up to God. Um, but in this, when you are coming from a place of, uh, having lived a homosexual lifestyle, take it one day at a time. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it. Don't judge a person based off of how you used to do things, how you used to think. Get to know them. Give it to God. Take it one day at a time. I love you guys.